Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that I see you guys make, and I know you guys are, I'll see you guys are engineer, technical thinking, analytical, analysis by paralysis folks. You guys dive into the data, you dive into all these sources, and the data is all delayed anyway and, and obsolete. And plus, it's all on like state level, county level, really not pertinent to some market, block to block, and what the deal is. Ideally, you want to be buying good deals that make sense. And it may bump the state trend, may bump the submarket trend. We know. Essentially, what we're looking for is a property that is in an emerging market. You're going to be watching this interview, which I think this viewpoint is incredibly wrong. I think it has some good validity just from a risk management perspective and just to be aware of it. But I'm just putting this out there as this is data analysis gone wrong. And just for, I want to point it out to you guys to be aware of it. Because when you're starting out, a lot of this is you don't know what you don't know. So this is why I'm pointing it out. This is also the difference between an operator, people who actually invest in real estate, they know deals and they know some markets and block to block, as opposed to other people out there. And I put them in two categories. The first one are the gurus that sell newsletters. They, they have big followings and they're just kind of spewing off generalities. And you also have like economists and we all know economists are they're like weathermen. They make predictions and not held accountable to what they say. You come to find out a lot of these guys don't even own rental properties. They're just investing in index funds. They have no skin in the game. They just spew out predictions. And to me, I follow operators, people that will walk in the street doing deals that are curious to me. And this is how I take an input I, or I weight that input a lot further. But enjoy the botch podcast here. I never aired this because I didn't really believe and it. it didn't really make sense to me. So I didn't really want to put it on the podcast. To give a little more context on the situation. So my client, he put together this really cool like spreadsheet. I don't know where he got all the data from, but it had like population growth, job growth, and like maybe a dozen or two other metrics. And it was like this, you know, he built these like pivot tables and all this cool stuff that I used to do at work when I was just trying to kill time. But so what he was doing was he was making this thing and he was somewhat like assigning some kind of power ranking, just like how you would like power rank NBA or NFL teams based on different statistical categories. And then he was like, all right, well, here's the composite score. It's like, dude, where'd you get this composite score from? You just made this thing up. And then he's like, oh no, 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 let me show you, right? So he shows me, he ranks mom like, Dude, I wouldn't invest in those type of places, man. Um, it was kind of like, I was like, yeah, you can't go by the data. And like, and when I dug into it, a lot of the data was on the state level, right? The states are huge, right? You can't just go off of like huge state of California or the state of Alabama, for example, right? You have to drill down into the, the sub-market and the block by block and what the deal is. And, even going one layer further from the state, now you go to the county level and then you go to the city level. That's even to me is too general and too macro is what we call it, right? I'm trying to find a property that is a good deal in a good um, submarket or neighborhood, right? So what that a submarket is, is like, you know, you have a city like uh, Seattle 
And within Seattle, you have all these neighborhoods. Uh, some would say maybe a dozen or a couple of dozen markets. And you know, say you have Fremont in Seattle, right, which is a neighborhood, a submarket. You know, you could have portions of that submarket that might be better than the others, right? That would be kind of within a submarket, and that'd be kind of block to block, for example. So as real estate investors, we're also trying to go after emerging markets. So this term emerging market, you hear it a lot, it's kind of a buzzword, but what emerging market is like changing demographics because of some kind of economic shift, new employers coming in. Um, what I look a lot at is rent increases per year, which is very trackable by the data that we can collect. And although, you know, data is like, you know, what's happened in the past is no indicator of what's happening in the future. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to be keen to what are the trends going on. And when a trend is going on, such as, you know, population going up in Phoenix or Huntsville, Alabama, we look at, at there, we're like, all right, what's really going on? And what is driving this? And then we start to build a thesis. And now we try and look for things that confirm that thesis, right? Oh, no, I see, right? Like the space command is going into Huntsville, right? Or all these people are moving out of California into Phoenix because they have all these tech jobs, right? And so that's what we kind of go off of as investors. And it's very basic. It doesn't need any college degree to do any of this stuff. And, and that's what we like about real estate investing. It's very simple, very basic. It has a barrier to entry, right? Even if you're a really smart guy, you need money to invest. So that cleans the slate of a lot of smart competition that we want to deal with that can't compete with us. Again, I don't really want to go into anything that I don't have an affair advantage in, right? There's too many smart people investing in the stock market, Bitcoin. In fact, there's artificial intelligence out there and they're going to kick my butt every single day of the week. But now get me into a realm where all this data doesn't really mean too much. And then it's a level playing field in terms of intellectual ability, but you need money to compete. And that's what I like because we can pull money together and um, you know we can go after larger properties or even on a single family home basis, when you guys are buying your first rental, you know, to buy a basic rental property costs $100,000 and you're gonna need $30,000 at least for a down payment. Um, not many people can pull together even a thousand or five thousand dollars to save their life these days so just think of all that competition going away and just makes the deals better for you um, buying rental properties is a proven way that i've shown people to get financially free it's not easy but it's very simple proven process and it's something that anybody can do you just have to be prudent with your money and i think that's where a lot of you guys are at the stage where you guys are trying to build good financial skills, financial skills, keep a budget, um, and try to save as much money as you can every year. Most people in my higher groups are able to save at least twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you need to tighten up the expenses a little bit to save that money. But once you get, you know, buying rental properties, you know, you kind of par parlay that over the years. In 2009, I bought my first rental property and I was just buying one every other year and then every year. It took a long time. It's not a get rich quick thing, but it's a get rich surely thing. If you guys want more information, um, type a question below. We'll try and answer it. 
and uh, and also type any questions that you guys want us to answer in other uh, future videos. And please, please, please like the video because that is how you can help us out in the future. All right, guys. Rich Uncle out. Bye. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.